Hello and welcome back to the Girlkind podcast. Oh my goodness, you are in for an absolute treat today. We are, I love how I'm just getting straight into it because I am that excited. We are interviewing a friend of mine. Um, Manali and I grew up in school together in high school and we did a lot of performing arts together so we knew each other in that way and then we had a little mentor menteeship going with our um the program that we're in in the arts but I feel like honestly we're two different women today not different we're the same but we've grown and evolved so much and we've reconnected on this completely different level um as evolved versions of ourselves and Manali is a performer and a writer. She's currently playing the role of Rose Granger Weasley in the Harry Potter Cursed Child in Melbourne. Um, She's absolutely phenomenal at what she does and she's 100% an activist in her own right and she's passionate about some really, really incredible, important things and I'm just so excited for you to hear today's episode. So get ready because we're about to chat about getting to know yourself through life and school and everything that we go through as women. We're going to talk about the limited scope of our lives and the fact that a vast majority of us will not likely matter long after we've died. Don't worry. (laughs) It's not as dark as it sounds. Uh, The pressure that we feel as young women to be exceptional and also what creativity and self-expression looks like as young people. And also the media representation and diversity and what that looks like in pop culture today. So you're in for an absolute treat. Let's just get straight into it. Welcome to Girl Kind, home of the real talk guide to accessing true self-love, self-confidence, and passionate purpose. In this podcast, self-made girl boss and founder of Girl Kind, Millie, will help empower and inspire your journey towards personal success. So if you're ready to show up and conquer your biggest goals, then you're in the right place. Here's your friendly and sometimes funny host, Millie Rose Bannister. Hi, Manali. I am so, so excited for this episode. Thank you so much for being here. I love that we're doing this. Um, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. (laughs) Ah, You're so professional. I love it. (laughs) Um, I've been well trained. I would. Absolutely. You really have. I've I've witnessed it. I've seen it. You have. Um, Let's start off the episode by sort of just sharing your story and, and letting everyone get to know you little bit more so I'm gonna pass the floor to you now. Sure um well I'm Manali I am a performer a writer um I'm an immigrant and a woman of color which is uh probably going to inform a lot of this episode um but basically I'm super excited to be on this podcast because there's a lot of things online nowadays that I wish I, as a teenager or as a young woman, had the access to, to learn how to be a person, because it's hard. (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm super excited to just talk about uh, growing up and taking up space and perspective and um, things like that, that are really personal to me and the way that I've grown in the last couple of years. So thanks for having me on. Of course. No, that makes me so excited. And I just love that you're so passionate about this and that we've reconnected um, at this stage in our lives, because I think it's 
it's really hard to articulate as young women all of this stuff. And yeah, you're right. It's out there. It's online. It's, you know, we can Google it. We have the privilege of Google. But in saying that, it's really hard to digest and it's very overwhelming and it's hard to Mm. chat about. So let's do our best to sort of break down all (laughs) of these things for the sake of the younger versions of us. I think that's awesome that you want to do that. Yes. Amazing. So, First up, we wanted to chat about getting to know yourself as you grow through life because, Mm. my goodness, is it difficult. Like we, (laughs) I mean, we're always who we are, but I think staying true to that, like, internal, true, authentic, pure version of us is so hard when we go through high school and then we leave high school and then we leave our friends and we decide what to do we get in Mm. relationships we start new careers it's really really difficult so what has it been like for you getting to know yourself through all of these seasons of life I think something I've uh, realized this year which has been the biggest craziest year of my life full of so much growth and so much change um it's taught me a lot but one of the biggest things I've realized is to be okay with growing into myself and to be okay with learning about myself gradually and that it's okay that if I if I don't know who I am right now you know there's such a pressure and expectation placed on us when we're younger I I I know when I was 17 or 18, leaving high school, starting uni, there was such an emphasis on growing into this young woman who knows exactly what she's doing, who has all of her shit together. And that's honestly just not the reality of it. There's so many things I thought I knew back then, which have been completely debunked this year, for example. And I just, uh, one of the, the biggest things that I wish I had afforded myself is the luxury of allowing myself to just make mistakes because I think myself and a lot of the other young women I grew up around often felt like it was wrong to or it was wrong to accept that that Mm. was a fact of life. I don't know if you felt the same, but it's just this idea that there is a... I guess like a a little bubble of perfection around young women all the time. And Mm. we must constantly fulfill these expectations or fulfill someone else's idea of who we are. And then I guess that stifles our own understanding of our own boundaries and understanding of our own selves, because we're always just trying to be somebody else for somebody else. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, absolutely relate and you know you know what I just thought of I I feel like it's it's so um it's so common of society to try and put us in a box because we're constantly being labeled like when we have to fill out a form it's it's you know what's your job title um Mm. what what sex are you how old are you and it it really feels like we are supposed to be defined by all of these labels, even something as silly as your Instagram bio. Like I've 
had such anxiety around putting my putting something in my Instagram bio because it's like I wear so many hats I have so many passions I want to show up as so many different versions of myself but you know online and in real life we we're obsessed with branding ourselves and I think the danger with branding ourselves means we shut ourselves off to all of these different incredible facets of who we are I feel like I I limit myself because of my branding. I can only be a mentor. I can't be, you know, a comedian. Or if I wanted to be something else, I can't be that because it doesn't fit with my branding. And I think mm. that's what really um, resonated with me when you were speaking about, you know, perfection as a young woman and feeling the pressure mm. to be who you this, this version of yourself, I, I just think it's so limiting and it's so scary because even though we are allowed to grow, I think we're always searching for this um, this absolute of you are a writer, you are a performer, great, done. You are a mentor, you're a speaker, awesome, done. Whereas that is constantly ebbing and flowing. A lot of days we feel like we don't live up to being a writer or a mentor. I mean, that's, mm. that's, and that's when we feel all that self-doubt and that lack of perfection because we define our self-worth and our self-identity around all these, you know, titles and and perfecting these roles within ourselves. And it's just, it's mm. so not that. I mean, as a woman, especially, I feel like we wear so, so many hats. Do you feel the same? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I also think that, um, I guess, like, we measure, like, we were talk, speaking about this the other day, but, like, because we're constantly trying to fulfill so many different, um, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah, we're always trying to achieve, like, eight different goals at a time, mm. right? And we're measuring, <clears throat> we're measuring um, our own worth to other people's expectations of us, mm. which is quite frankly exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of the amount of people I speak to on the day to day, just like really good friends of mine, or just like people I run into at a bar or whatever. But it's just like I am so tired of having to play six different characters in one day, and that's not my job. Like I'm not talking about the thing that I do. It's just sort of like you have to. Even if you take the career out of it, you're a you're a pol- you know you're a politician, you're a um, activist, yeah. you're um, a confidant, you're you know think all of these things yeah. other than being a person. And we're we're so burnt out with all this output that we constantly right. have to keep giving people. And one thing that's really struck me um, in the last few months observing the way that myself and my female friends go through the world is that there is naturally a nurturing quality to a lot of mm. us and we ca- and we care about things and I think that's mm-hmm. like incredible I wouldn't want it any other way but it's so tiring yeah it's so tiring to give a shit about everything all of the time <laughs> it really is it really is and also I think we need to know more often that it's okay to change our mind as well. It's okay. Mm. Yeah. It's fine to, you know, be all of these things at once, but if we don't want to be those same eight or 10 things 
tomorrow that we are today, that's okay too because changing your branding isn't changing who you are and changing your output because of what you're passionate about, what lights you up, what means stuff to you, that's okay as well. But, yeah, you're right, it's very exhausting. (laughs) And it's sort of, it's hard to remember that you can be all of these things, you can do all of these things, your, you know, your potential is limitless and it's important to recognize that but at the end of the day you have to be a human being first without any of the hats without the friend hat or the daughter hat or whatever hat that you think immediately defines you when you go to introduce yourself you know take off the even before when I introduced myself I said I'm a performer and a writer and then the back of my head went I'm so much more than Mm. that and Mm. I'm and it's I'm also so much simpler than that you know yeah And it's important to recognize that I don't have to be any of those things at all at any given time. Mm -hmm. And it's important for young women to recognize that to grow into themselves and learn about who they are going to become and shape who they want to become. It's so important to take time and space to just sit in being a human first before Mm -hmm. any of the other stuff. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that. What would you What would you say when people ask how, you know, they go about getting to know themselves? And I think it really is as simple as just blocking out the noise for, you know, mm. even just a small amount of time, enough to make it loud enough within yourself to know what lights you up, what makes you upset, what are you passionate about, why do you feel like you're here on this planet, you know, not to lead you into an existential crisis, but I think, yeah, just, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm there 24 yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think just getting quiet enough and not rushing it, not letting judgment pass over, like, I mean, it's going to no matter what, but not putting a time limit on it and not judging yourself for not getting there yet. I think it really is as simple as that. I think you do need those life experiences and stuff to happen to you or not happen to you in order for you to have those quiet moments and go, oh, this makes sense. Or, yeah, you know what, I actually Mm. actually don't really like – that that doesn't light me up that doesn't serve me this serves me instead yeah and all of that sort of really Mm. good stuff and when you said you're a human first I really that really hit home with me because I I always forget as well that when I introduce myself I have this little spiel about who I am because it's really difficult to explain what I do but at the end of the day Mm. it doesn't matter who you are or what you do you were innately born worthy of kindness and respect you were born you know with this worth that will never change regardless of who you are and what you do or not do yeah absolutely Mm. and I think a lot for young women especially um it's difficult for them and it was difficult for me to understand that in a world where I was being told exactly the opposite where I was being encouraged to compare myself and comparison is the the enemy of all of what we just talked about, you know, of self-awareness, of understanding the self, of growth, of, you know, making mistakes. It's like, it's just so important yeah. to make some, it's just so important to mess up. Mm. And I think that, you know, comparing yourself to other people and trying to achieve this idealistic version of yourself is, you know, just, 
irrelevant to who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have had someone tell me that sooner. (laughs) Mm, Absolutely. And that actually sort of leads into our next point that we wanted to talk about, which is this insane era that we're in of uh, young success stories and startups and Forbes 30 under 30 and young billionaires. It's so exhausting. I feel like there's so much pressure on us as young women to be exceptional. And it's such a strange energy because it feels like we're in this state of technology and culture where literally anything is possible but what if we don't want to reach that level of possibility what if we just want to be you know this human who 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 makes an impactful contribution to society but doesn't do something insanely exceptional um because I was having a chat with um a new friend I've made over in the States um, here in LA and he is also in the media industry. He's a designer um, and he sort of does a lot of animation and he was talking about Mark Manson's uh, blog and book um, and his site, there's this uh, really, really amazing blog called In Defense of Being Average and that's sort of what his book is about as well, <laughs> um, not The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And he says there are over 7.2 billion people on this planet and really if you think about it, only about a 1,000 of us um, will have major worldwide influence at any given time. So that leaves the other 7.199, you know, or so, million a billion of us to come to terms with the limited scope of our lives and the fact these are his words that the vast majority of what Mm. we do will likely not matter long after we've died and obviously this Uh isn't you know this is kind of like the opposite of our our branding at girl kind and all the stuff I talk about but I think it's really important to acknowledge the fact that not everybody wants to make major worldwide impact and that's okay yeah yeah, I uh, through uni we got um, "you are enough" as the phrase chucked at us a lot, and sometimes it just felt like people were just saying it. And then, kind of coming into myself in the last year, I've realized that it's. I, I wish it was more ingrained in me from like day dot, and I I want to say it to everyone who's listening, to everyone you know who I'm interacting with. Like, what you're doing is enough. Don't compare yourself. Don't strive for somebody else's mm. goal. Just be be content in being enough. And I have a little bit of trouble with the word content. <laughs> I don't think it's like an overarching forever term. But in within your own body, within yourself, in this moment, what you're doing is enough. And measuring yourself to someone else is enough is going to make you feel mm-hmm. less. And it's going to make you feel, you know, like you're worth doesn't matter as much as someone else's, which is simply not true. And just uh, leading on to the big old existential bit of that, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Journey to the End of Time in 4K on YouTube. <laughs> That's such a niche <laughs> thing to watch, but, you know, I've seen it back in the day, probably not 4K on YouTube, probably on some old VCR. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's this... Uh, these a group of scientists and graphic designers have put together 
what they think the universe will go through in the next, like, how many trillion, billion, billion, billion times a million years. And so it's a 30-minute long video and around the 30-second point, everyone that's alive now is already dead. And then we get to, like, the three-minute mark and then the sun swallows up the earth and the entire solar system. And so, like, I was watching that and I was and I was sitting there getting kind of overwhelmed and emotional that these thoughts that I have in my head are being echoed by something outside of me, which is terrifying. And um, I'm just watching, you know, the black holes expand and stars explode and all that kind of stuff. And you, you get to the end of the 30 minutes and we've reached the end of the black hole era, how many billions of years from now. And then the screen just flashes up with the sentence that just says, time becomes meaningless. <laughs> and I just started crying, not because I'm sad that I'm going to die, but it was just such a relief. It just really took the pressure off that time will become meaningless. And there are so many things about the world we live in now that will eventually become meaningless, which leads me to think nothing that we do matters, but also we're here for such a blip of time that if something really matters to you, let it mean everything. Mm. And I think that's a really nice way to like flip it and and turn it into something self-motivating, but in a realistic way, realizing that it's not the end of the world because the end of the world don't happen for a while and we'll already be dead by mm. then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's oh, – wow. I have to watch that. I, if you – if you speak to anyone I've talked to in the last two weeks, they'll be like, yeah, Manali's talked to me about Journey to the End of Time in 4K on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so firstly, I'm going to dissect this. Firstly, I thought you were talking about The Land Before Time, which is the dinosaur cartoon. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, that's why yes. I was like, yeah, I've definitely seen that before. But no, this is something. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is something <laughs> I have not seen, but I will watch Um you know, just for the yes, sake of please. that self-induced, self-existential ex- crisis. I love that on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. <Yes. laughs> um, yeah, yeah, casually. And then secondly, uh, yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think it's a really scary thought to know that, you know, we are here for such a, such a short amount of time and time really is this, like, construct that helps us function but in saying that we're allowed to let the little things mean everything because that's what mm. makes that that's what gives us purpose right like i am always searching mm. for self purpose and i i do my best to lead others into finding you know what their purpose is and usually it's it's multiple things um but mm you know, we can look at it from the point of view that, oh, you know what, it doesn't really matter that you're trying to make a difference um, in young women's lives in high school and college because, you know, we're all going to die in a blip. But, you know, it's really important because we're here now and we time goes so slowly when we're here, we may as well (laughs) be doing the things that we're passionate about and letting the things that we care about mean everything. Um, Absolutely. And if in the end, like, existence is as fleeting as they say it will be, and if, you know, we don't all get uploaded to a computer (laughs) or, you know, divert into another dimension before we're dead, like, I think it's it's incredibly important to 
try your best to do what makes you happy. And sometimes that is diving through a lot of shit that doesn't make you happy to get to the bit where you realize, cool, this is something I love. Cool. This is something I love. And it's also important to remember that it's not just one thing. Like you said, you know, people go through how many different career changes in their life. People discover their passions later on in life and um, kind of calling back to what we were talking about before, there's such an emphasis on, on youthfulness and being young and accomplishing things early, but time goes super slow. Life is really long and uh, it's important to take that time and discover the things that mean the most to you and the things that make you happy. Right. Because, you know, it'll all, you know, be over soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh, I guess the essence of what we're trying to say is that it's just important to do what you want to do, right? Like do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. If you want to go overseas and, and you're worried because you can't make things work, just make them work and do it. Like everything everything mm. is sort of in reach if you want it to be. So just like figure it yeah. out or don't figure it out if that's what you want as well. If you want to stay home and never travel and never get a passport, that's fine too. If that lights you up and makes you happy, yeah. don't worry that everyone else is saying travel. Just just do what makes you happy and, and makes yeah. you feel like the most you. Um, mm. So what about this? What do you think about this huge pressure as a young person to make an impactful contribution on society? Because I guess you and I fall into that category of, you know, we're in the media industry, we are in some way, shape or form making an impact on society. What if you are someone that's just like, yeah, look, I just want to work at my local, um, I don't know, I don't know. Like what do you think about that? Um, I think that there's a there's a dangerous stereotype about millennials being – you know, suddenly very political and being offended Mm. by everything and like snowflakes and all that kind of shit. But I think more than that, it's because we've been afforded such power with the internet and with knowledge at our fingertips that we can choose how we show that we care about our futures and our lives. And having that power is such a privilege, first of all. Like people just... Without without this widespread knowledge and this constant fact-checking that we go through every day on social media, on the internet, on the news, like people just didn't know what was happening on the other side of the world. People didn't know there was anything to fight for. And we have something now and we have the power to say, no, I, I don't like this or I'm really passionate about this. And having being handed that privilege to you, you know, kids are getting smartphones at like 12, 13 that privilege is right in the palm of our hand. And as much as I would never pressure anyone to use their privilege, for me, I think it's incredibly important given the kind of things other people like me are going through that I use my voice to make their lives a little bit easier, to shed light on their problems. But also I think that no, like to me, everything is inherently political, but People don't, like, existence is political, Mm. but I don't think people have to show that they are political. They simply be. And pressuring people to learn about politics or telling them that they don't care about their future if they don't 
you know, know things about politics is, you know, I don't think you're going to get anyone to care about their future by belittling them or condescending them that way. And I think people people have an affinity towards and are drawn towards things they care about naturally, mm-hmm. you know. And so if someone doesn't want to delve into politics, doesn't want to get into a chat about the election with me over dinner and they want to talk about, I don't know, memes or something, that's totally cool, <laughs> you know. It's important to recognise that, you know, I love memes too. But right. <laughs> it's important to recognise that other people's um, purpose or other people's understanding of themselves is different to yours and having a little empathy for that is probably going to be, you know, the thing that helps our society heal in the long run in, you know, a big picture mm-hmm. sort of way. Yeah, I really agree with you there. And I think, I mean, I, I'm probably not, I mean, I I know I'm not as ingrained or educated um, in politics as you are, perhaps because I'm just sitting in a different place of society or maybe it's because of my skin colour and I'm privileged in that way. Um, I think it's important to be aware of that. But at the same time, it is really overwhelming to feel like you have to use your platform and your voice to engage in in yeah. politics or contribute to society in a way. And I think, I mean, I am all for justice and equality. I am absolutely all for that. I'm a feminist. I truly believe in equality, of course. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I'm the first to admit I don't actively educate myself around politics. I mean, I, I scroll through Twitter and Instagram and I repost some stuff, but there is that huge pressure and it is super overwhelming to dig through all of this content and fact check it all um, and yeah. sort of like choose what to tie myself to because, you know, I feel like if I take a step wrong or if I post something that not everyone agrees with, I'm going to, I'm going to suffer this backlash. Mm -hmm. And I know that the backlash is totally not important in the context of people who are on the other side of justice, but yeah, it's really overwhelming. And I am, you know, like, making my way through that journey as well and and digesting it all and educating myself um, because, I mean, everyone is, quote-unquote, an, an influencer. I mean, if you have one follower on any of your social media, you're an influencer. You're influencing that one person. And whatever you say mm. and whatever you do, somebody is watching and you have the ability to make an impact on their life. And I think that's what we forget. I think we think of mm. society as like this faceless, generic herd. But really, society is like you and I. It's the people we engage with on social media that we've met, that we haven't met. It's it's international. It's, it's not defined by what it used to be defined by. I think all we can really do is care about what we care about, act with kindness, do no harm, support others where we can. And yeah, Yeah. just remember that somebody is always watching and you can always make an impact on one person's life, whether you know it or not. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and I also, I really empathize with that Millie because you are doing so much for young women in the way that you are kind of calling back to what we were talking about wearing different kind of kinds of hats like you don't have to be an activist for every 
every single social, political, economic mm. issue. You are helping in your way and you have proof that people are feeling empowered by your words, that people are learning from what you say. And, you know, the kind of things that you post about, like, impact manifests itself yeah. in so many different ways. And, you know, I think I think it's important to be like, cool, I – it's like for me as well it's important to be like cool I don't know anything about this thing Mm. I'm cool with not knowing this thing and that's that's just as important as being like what am I what I'm doing is enough and that's okay for now and you know I think that um reconnecting with you I've I've really you know I felt really grateful reconnecting with you at the times in our Mm. lives that we have because I I truly empathize with what you're saying and I just want to be like you tell people every single day that they're enough and they do a good job. And I hope that you're being told the same thing because you are. Oh, thank you. And honestly, that brings me so much relief because you're right. Like I do do my best in what I'm good at, but there's so much I don't know. And I feel this huge responsibility to be an activist for everyone. And, you know, even just five minutes scrolling Instagram, there's so much going on in the world. There's so many injustices. There's so many groups of underprivileged people. There's, there's, oh my goodness. It's just like, I feel like reposting a thousand things per day, but then again, I have to go through this filter of what's appropriate and what's not. What do I stand by? What do I not? Like it's, it's a lot. So thank you so much for saying that because I I really think it can be as simple as, you know, a random act of kindness or telling someone that they're enough. I really think Mm. that that is enough to call it making an impactful contribution to society. So yeah, for anyone who is listening, stick yeah. to what you're good at, what you're passionate about, what you believe in and, you know, be self-aware, know what you don't know um, because you don't want to, you don't want to step into something without educating yourself. But yeah, you, it is enough. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, so switching gears. Oh, this is so awesome. I know, it really is. I know. I feel, I honestly feel <laughs> this huge sense of relief wash over me because that is probably what keeps me up at night, you know, not 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 contributing enough, yeah. not not telling enough people this message, not making enough of a difference. But, yeah, you're right. Just sticking to what you're good at is enough Mm. because nobody can be across all bases. It's physically and mentally impossible. Um, And that's why it's collaborative as well. That's why we're talking because you have a different perspective on everything in life because of your journey. Um, So that's why we have other humans in our world to, you know, help help us grow and, and educate us. So yeah that's why we're here together which is awesome and now I want to switch gears a little bit and chat about creativity because self-expression I mean that's also a huge part of being self-aware and a process of that and I think self-expression is pretty scary as young women because we've always been told to not take up space and to not make it mistakes and to not be loud to sort of just like you know say nothing but be nice to look at whereas this huge movement of self-expression and and all of 
the things that come with that is just it's such a beautiful uh time to be alive because you know we have incredible examples to look up to like you like I don't know like Lizzo you know people like that who are just so um so themselves yes exactly yeah so what's your journey been like with that um I think I've been very fortunate to grow up the last few years in Melbourne Australia which is sort of the hub of of large socio-political growth and change for Australia a lot of you know, there's, there's a freedom in living here that I haven't experienced in the other places I've lived in Australia. And it's not like I've lived everywhere, but there is such liberation in the way that people live here and getting to know, you know, there's, there's mm. like a New York vibe to Melbourne, like meeting random people at bars, learning about, you know, their lives. You're always, there's always so much to take in and there's always so much to be curious about here. And in meeting the people that I have met, I have learned so much about how to be unapologetic and how to find strength in myself that isn't the cookie cutter of strength and how to find beauty in myself that mm. isn't the cookie cutter of beauty and how beauty isn't everything and how there are, there are things about me that I can showcase that aren't, you know, society's expectations of me, like especially body image like if we can talk about that really quickly like we both grew up performing we both grew Mm. up dancing um I did you know music theater for three years there is such a such pressure placed on bodies and body image and being skinny or being toned or having you know the perfect tan and having smooth skin and being hairless Mm -hmm. and everything you know and in the last sort of year that I've you know me and my friends have sort of burst our little bubbles like pushed the membranes of what our capacity is I've just become so much more okay with walking past myself in the Mm -hmm. mirror and being like you have you've got like stretch marks and cellulite and ingrown hairs Mm -hmm. and you know whatever and you're brown and your hair is kinky (laughs) and you know you don't feel like shaving your legs or whatever like and that is so chill dude (laughs) like (laughs) and you know I just wouldn't have thought that I wouldn't have thought that growing up the way that we did in this like perfectly preened sort of way especially in the performing arts because it's so you know the show (laughs) must go on and you have to you know put on a good face for the for the people coming to watch with completely disregarding your own sense of self and identity sort of thing. But I think, um, yeah, being around the people I have been and this sort of take off this cultural storm that's taking over social media right now about self-love and, you know, normalizing different kinds of bodies has been completely essential in me learning how to Mm. love mine. That is so beautiful. That makes me so happy. Ah, that's amazing. And it's absolutely not this like final destination either. I think it's this lifelong imperfect journey of of discovering ourselves and understanding who we are and accepting these, you know, flaws that we thought were flaws, but really they're absolutely not flaws. Um, and I think it all comes back to mm. 
giving each other permission. I think it's been such a gift to work in the social media space where there's so many incredibly impactful leaders who are saying, um, yeah, look, you can like not shave your legs if you don't want to. And it's like, oh my God, thank God. Like, oh wow, you actually just, it, you gave me this permission <laughs> to not shave my legs. And before that, mm. it was sort of this mm. unwritten set of rules that we had to abide by. Um, but now we're seeing so much representation. And like you said, it's not just online, it's with your group of friends who you're all giving each other permission to just, you know, be who you are because the world isn't going to implode if you decide that you don't want to dress like a Forever 21 Mm. model. Like you can absolutely express yourself through what makes you you because otherwise is it really self-expression? Probably not. It's more just, you know, that herd mentality and following the pack and, and acting and looking a way that really isn't, you and I I do think you become a lot more happy in yourself when you sort of settle into your body and your mind and you go okay well I'm here for the rest of my life in this body in this brain let's make it comfy let's make it home let's sort of you know do our best to be okay with who we are because this is it like we're not going to get some sort of body transplant Mm. or a brain I mean we might one day with the aliens and whatnot but (laughs) For now, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, um, like this is home, and I think <laughs> it's it's so okay to express ourselves yeah. as who we are, and and it's so awesome that there's people like you in this world and on social media who are like so comfortable within themselves. I think that is just so, um, uh, like attractive for like not. I mean, sexually, yeah. But besides that, like, whatever. I, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's Thanks, just Millie. like, um, I don't know, how, how, what's a simile for attractive? Like, I'm just drawn to you. I'm drawn to you because you're so, you know, unapologetically yes, yes. yourself. And I think that's why people like Lizzo are just blowing up because it's like the audacity mm. and the confidence. It's just like, oh, <laughs> my God, it's refreshing. Mm. And it makes you feel like, wow, if she can just like, you know, go against the grain and whip out her jazz flute and wear these unconventional things that people have told her not to wear for her whole life, then, you know, what what can I do? How can I apply that to my life that makes me feel like I can express myself as who I am? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it takes... It takes so much strength to come into that realisation about yourself because I know a lot of people in my life are very feel very strongly about, you know, not policing other people's bodies and feel very strongly about positive body image and loving yourselves, but they don't have that Mm. same consideration for themselves. And I think that it it takes so much time and strength to find that in yourself. And it's important to realize that if somebody else wants to revolt against your, you know, your tummy or your tiny boobs or your stretch Mm. marks or whatever, that's on them. And you are revolutionary by not allowing yourself to be policed. Absolutely. And what a freeing feeling that is to just go, uh, look, you can worry about that if you want to, but that says more about you than it does about me. I'm going to just like do my thing. I'm going to just rock what I got and just like sit in that power of being comfortable with myself. Because I think 
unfortunately it is really rare for someone to just be like yeah look um I'm actually really comfortable with who I am and my body and the the way I show up in life (laughs) I mean not that it's not hard not that you have days where you're like oh my god I hate everything about who I am but um I think it is that journey and I think most days you can it is possible to be comfortable and at home within yourself um so yeah what a life what a time to be alive love that for us (laughs) yeah um (laughs) so now I want to talk about since you are in the media industry what what's the importance to you of representation and diversity um you know in media as well as pop culture and mainstream media Um, ooh, mm. fun question. I love See, talking this about is this. Your, love talking I feel like this, this is so more much. your thing so because, cool. you know, I'm just, I'm a white blonde female. I feel like I've seen myself growing up in pretty much everything. And for you, it's been a different journey. So I, I really want to hear mm. about that from your perspective and, and yeah, just chat with you about that now because you're much more expert in this than I am. I just think that we're living in such an age where people of colour, people of diverse backgrounds, people of different genders are are finally being afforded the space to speak up for the representation Mm. we've always deserved. And it is such, it is so important to see your body or your disability or your gender represented in something you see every single day because that calls back to everything we know that you and I believe in, which is learning how to call yourself home and learning how to love who you are and learning how to grow into yourself. Media is so much of how we perceive the world. It informs so much about ourselves and other people and we're learning without Mm. even realising that we are. We're constantly having this input from the media without realising it's having an effect on us. And if unknowingly my body or my race is being normalised in a way that's not stereotypical, in a way that's, you know, creating a new idea of myself, an idea that breaks a mould, then I want that. I want that TV show. I want that artist representing who I am, representing my culture, changing minds simply by existing. That's what I mean before when I said, you know, existence is inherently political, you know, for people like, I don't know if you follow Jasmine Jay on Instagram. I think she used Mm. to work for, she used to work for Buzzfeed, but she's an African American plus size body positive um, model and influencer. And just like seeing her represented Mm. on my Instagram feed. I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a body that is completely, that is a normal person's body. You know, that is literally, there's a person there that looks like that. Why is, why am I not seeing more of that? Why am I only seeing the cookie cutter of people, especially being cast in TV shows? My friend, um, Brooke has this amazing series on their Instagram stories where every month they'll check in on, for example, like the, the Netflix site, the Stan site, the ABC iView site, whatever, and make a list of what they see as in um, how many shows are presented on the front page and how many of them feature Mm. POC, how many of them feature women and how many of them are just like straight and white sort of thing. And, you know, obviously the Mm. the imbalance is overwhelming. 
But I think that, I think that, like I said earlier, we're just in a place where we're finally starting to speak up about the stuff. We're finally starting to see representation. And to be honest, it's not, it's not like it's enough. It's not like we're done. There is still so much, so much work to do, especially in like, you know, in, in the board rooms you know what I mean like where the ideas are being made like there's not enough women there's not enough Mm -hmm. gender diverse people there's not enough people with disabilities people of color in those rooms and I think that's where the problem stems from but also in this culture rich media rich age and having so much technology at our fingertips I'm seeing such an influx of um, diverse people creating work by themselves and creating work for themselves because they finally feel like they have the permission to or they finally feel like it's time to showcase this part of themselves and write this role for themselves. And I think that is so empowering and I'm loving seeing that. And I'm feeling really privileged to be in a position where I am playing a character written Mm. for a young woman of color and getting messages on my Instagram from, you know, young Indian girls just being like, it's so fucking cool that I just saw you on stage. That makes me feel like I can do it. And having that that is, you know, that is my body existing right. being inherently political. And I, I hold that very close to my heart. And I'm, I'm really, really passionate about making sure as many young women, as many young gender diverse people, people of colour, people with disabilities feel represented one day accurately, not as a stereotype in a way that makes them feel like they can be at home in their body and that they can belong. I yeah. That that's what I want. Oh, wow. That is yes. yeah, incredibly important and that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sort of like breaking that down and explaining it because I, um, you know, as I said, cis woman, white, blonde, uh, you know, I see myself represented all the time, um, but I sort of have this second-hand appreciation when I do see representation and huge companies making moves towards better diversity and inclusivity. Um, Like, for example, I saw um, uh, Bonds, which is an Australian underwear company that you and I, like, grew up with in Australia. Um, Their website on the front um, page, they have their holiday campaign with all their little, you know, snuggly couples and there's, um, you know, two men having a little snuggle in their undies. And I just sort of had this secondhand appreciation for, you know, like imagining a a young boy who is going through coming out as gay and he sees this on uh, the Bonds website or walking past in the shopping mall. Like that's important. That is so important. And, yeah, it makes me really happy to know that we are going in the right direction and, and, it makes me happy that you are reporting good news. Um, and as you said, obviously not enough, but it's it's out there and it's it's getting better and bigger and the permission is getting louder, which I think is the most important thing. So this question that I'm going to ask you is what's next for you, um, which kind of goes against everything we've been saying about you know, doing what makes you happy and not having to put pressure on yourself to contribute to society. But what do you think is next for you? Um, next for me is to begin unlocking my creative potential. I want to make things that 
express how I feel about the world and life and myself. And I want to explore how many different mediums I can use to tell stories that I wish I heard when I was younger about people like me, about people that I've never heard of before. Um, I want, I want to put a real emphasis in my life on perspectives and intention in my art and the process of creativity and um, having a long running show um, and having this like full-time work has just been such an incredible blessing because I get to go to work. I get to be on stage and do what I love, you know, five days a week. And then in the time that I'm not there, I get to do things I'm passionate about. For example, you know, recording this podcast or starting a band, Mm. which I've done, which is cool. Um, and you know, um, I did a writing workshop last week where we had to write a 10 minute piece based on, um, this, like a stimulus word. And so challenging myself to stay self-motivated and create in a way that makes me feel fulfilled and makes me feel happy on my terms is what is hopefully next for me. Yeah, that's amazing. And it sounds like you really are challenging yourself, which I think is such an important part of life. I think it's easy to get into a comfort zone and and want to stay there. I mean, it's only natural that we want to stay there, but I think the most joy and the most growth really does from come from pushing ourselves outside that realm and trying new things, even if it's just small things. It sounds like you're doing really big things, but, and that's amazing. And you're going to do, you're going to go so far in life. I'm so excited for you, but yeah, even the little things make a difference too. Mm. Um, I want to know, is there a motto that you live by or a quote or anything that you sort of have come back to through the seasons of life? Oh yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of emotions in one second. <laughs> you as a person. Yeah, just just me being my authentic self. <laughs> um, one, I guess I don't I don't always uh, think about this like in the day to day, but something I've come back to at times where I feel like I couldn't get through something, or something big happened and I didn't know how to handle it, or if I feel overwhelmed is. Uh, there's this quote that my dad shared with me of a, of a speaker that he loves um, named Sadhguru. And uh, he was talking about hardship and trauma and heartbreak. And he sort of summed it up by saying, there are times when the person that you love leaves you, that relationship ends, or you don't get that promotion or you know, somebody passes away and these massive things happen to you and you don't know how to handle it and you go inside your brain and your brain keeps saying, this is the end, I want to die, I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with this anymore and then you just check in with your body and your body will always be screaming, God damn it, I want to live. God damn it, I want to live. And I always come back to that or I have in the last year or so with all of the different things that I've I'm learning to go through that there is such a fight in me to continue growing and continue this life of curiosity that I've tried to curate for myself. And it's not, you know, it's not always as simple as God damn it. I want to live everyone's 
you know, going through their different things. Everyone's going through mental health issues or different family issues, life stuff, you know, things are happening in different ways to different people. But for me, I think that so far in life, I've always felt that fire to continue to just keep on keeping on in the best way that I know how. And I think that is what's going to carry me pretty strongly into 2020. (laughs) Right. And that's so powerful. And as you said, it's not a day-to-day thing that you think about because life is so cyclical and it happens in seasons and, you know, we're all going to go through these um, traumas and hardships, but nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary. Life goes on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're right. We do, we do have this light in us that just stays on all the time. It dims and it brightens, but it's always there. And yeah, what a powerful message. That's really mm. cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, so now I have the five rapid fire questions for you. Um, let's see how you go with these. <laughs> I'm scared. Number, no, don't be. Number one, uh, what's your favourite binge-worthy TV show right now? Oh, always Parks and Rec, forever. Oh, good choice. Your favourite social media profile to follow? <gasps> um. Oh, oh no. Wait, let me go on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let me just, let me just. <laughs> are you having a quick scroll or are you typing their name? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm just going through who I've searched the most. Right, Yeah. <laughs> So funny. Is it dumb if I say co-star because I think astrology memes are hilarious? No, that's great. That brings you joy. <laughs> great. <laughs> love Thank it. You. Amazing. <laughs> um, what's a beauty product that you can't live without? Oh, um, Palmer's coconut oil uh, face oil. They have Ooh. this like. Yeah, it's amazing. Ooh, I was actually putting some oil on my face this morning and I was like, you know what? People need to be less afraid of facial oil because it's yeah, it's the best. It's so good. It is. It's the tits. Um, next, <laughs> next, your favourite style or trend right now? Um, are cowboy boots trending? Because I love those. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, heck great. Yes. <laughs> I just got a vintage pair. Oh, amazing please send pics I just saw um (laughs) you know dirty boots and messy hair that couple page it's like everyone's yeah it's a beautiful like collection of uh people's weddings and this couple were in the middle of a city and she had like white cowboy boots on it was so cool so cool lastly what's your best confidence hack uh best confidence hack um Oh, um, I like this, uh, like a meditative visualization exercise where, you know, you can be anywhere. You just kind of close your eyes. It could be as short as 30 seconds or as long as, you know, 15 minutes or whatever you want. Mm. But I sort of sit there and I imagine this, um, the ideal version of myself, what she looks like, what she's doing, what she sounds like, you know, I imagine that ideal version of myself and I look at her in my brain and then I look back into myself and realize that that is me. And then I open my eyes and then we're good to go. 
Oh my goodness, that is so good. That's amazing. <laughs> that oh my gosh, that's so cool. I was listening to a podcast yesterday about manifestation and she has like a three-step process and she's like, look, number one, figure out what you want. Number two, visualize yourself as that version of you that already has what you want and then sort of act accordingly as if you already had it. And I think that is really powerful yeah. because like you said, you're literally already that person. You just have to make a few like mindset mindset adjustments and yeah good to go amazing so other than that do you have a recommendation for us this week it can be a product a service an activity anything you're loving that you want to recommend to us oh oh can I recommend music absolutely so I'm really loving this song by Wafia at the moment called flowers and superpowers oh Ooh. Yeah, that up right it's, now. it's incredible. Uh, it's very, love. yeah, it's great. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you posted on your story, um, Honey Body by, I forget the name of the uh, Kishibashi. Artist. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with that. And I've like posted it all over my social media, just dancing. <laughs> You've probably seen it. And I've been telling everyone about it. I'm like, Manali, show me this amazing song. It's <laughs> so oh, good. It's so good. But music is so powerful. So thank you for recommending a banger song for yes. us. So good. Yes, of course. <laughs> so that actually brings us to our final question of the interview. Which is when you hear the word girl kind, what does that mean to you? Um, to me, that immediately says empowerment, I think. Oh, amazing. To me, and I think maybe that is because I know your message and I have known you for a few years, but I think also just, you know, the play on mankind as girl kind and also kindness. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it just, it's very empowering to me. And, yeah, love that. Aww. Good job. <laughs> oh, yay, that makes me happy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here today and being so vulnerable and offering, you know, a piece of you for the sake of everyone out there listening. You're an incredible role model. And I'm so happy that we, you know, crossed paths so many years ago in school and now where you know chatting today as much more evolved versions of ourselves I think our connection this time around is so much stronger because we do know ourselves so much better and that's such that's like the most special part of growing and evolving like revisiting those relationships and revisiting the old version of who you are and remembering how far you've come so thank you for being an example of exactly that Thank you, Millie. Today's been so much fun. And um, I feel like it's a real privilege to get to be on this podcast and talk to you about this stuff that means a lot to me. Because, yeah, having you on my feed has really made my year. (laughs) So thanks for that. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Look, let me just say that was my absolute favorite episode ever. I am so excited you tuned in today. Um, I hope you feel so inspired. You feel less alone. You feel a huge weight taken off your shoulders in some way, shape or another. Thanks for being here. Make sure you go and follow Manali at Manali Datar. That's M-A-N-A-L-I-D-A-T-A-R underscore underscore. She 
is just an incredible presence and energy in this world. She's hilarious. She posts banger song recommendations. Her and I are going to be working together pretty closely over the next few months to try and bring you something that is really impactful because we're just really passionate about what we're passionate about. And I hope you can feel that. I hope you feel inspired to chase after your passions as well. So I'll leave it there for this week. But until next time, girlfriend, remember we are girl kinds, like mankind, but not at all.